Um, hello everyone. I'm Harper. I'm Jonathan. And this is Hawkeyes. Authentic knowledge and feelings. I feel it. I feel it. Okay, I know where you're going with this. You want a little clip that makes everybody laugh and feel good. You know what I mean? Instead, it's like. Whoa. But I'm really not funny. No, no, no. very very excited to have our guest with us today you may know her as brat pitt from letterboxd it's mia vicino hello hi happy hi. to be here did i say that right i should have checked first yes okay. yes italian mia vicino mia vicino i love it <laughs> well let's uh let's talk about ethan hawk what's your yeah what's your life experience with ethan hawk the man and the films <laughs> well i was just i was actually just reflecting on my storied relationship with Ethan Hawke where I used to not like him which is crazy I don't know who she was who didn't like him <laughs> I, I don't I don't know her um <laughs> but then I because I was I watched the before trilogy and obviously I loved it like I loved it so much and mm -hmm. then I was like okay maybe this guy kind of knows what he's doing perhaps <laughs> and then and then I watched first reformed around when it came out and that's like that locked me in that locked me in he's just so so talented i like didn't realize how talented and he's so hot as the priest i'll say it <laughs> it's and, so true um he's just he really like that was my favorite performance of the year was ethan hawk and first reformed i was mad when he was snubbed yeah he was robbed <laughs> He, he really was robbed. So, um, and since I watched First Reformed, then I revisited the Before trilogy and um, I like had this new appreciation for it. Like I already thought it was perfect, but somehow it got even more perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and now and now we're here. Now I, I do like him. I follow him on Instagram, always <laughs> posting about his daughter's music. <laughs> So yes, now I now I am an Ethan Hawke fan. That that is the story. I love it. <laughs> Very nice. Do you remember like what movies you maybe saw back when you were you know not an Ethan Hawke fan? Yeah, back in the day. I think it's <laughs> it's because I had to watch Gattaca three times in <laughs> public school. Mm -hmm. Like we just we watched it like in seventh grade, in tenth grade, and in twelfth grade science, mm -hmm. and. <laughs> I just like was not into him. I was like so into Jude Law that <laughs> I just like didn't even see Ethan Hawke and I I just like was blind to him because of Jude Law. Um and just in comparison, I was just so transfixed by Jude that I didn't even notice this incredible man in front of me. But <laughs> that's character development is realizing <laughs> realizing that Ethan Hawke is the goat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I yeah, I also feel like stuff that you have to watch or read in school, you often kind of like I, at least for me, I put up like a like an uncool filter like anything mm -hmm. that goes through I'm like, "Oh, this isn't cool." And then later on I realize like, "Oh, a lot of this stuff is really really good." 
like a lot of stuff that I read in high school, like, I don't know, like Frankenstein or whatever. Like there's a lot of stuff that I read that's now some of my favorite books that maybe at the time I was like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we have anytime you have to do something, you kind of, I don't know, sometimes feel unable to appreciate it. Absolutely. I went I went to film school and like <laughs> all those many films I had to watch and I didn't fully appreciate them until like after I got out. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I I too went to film school and had a similar thing. I think with like uh, Satyajit Rai, I think is a big one where like I had one professor who was just like obsessed with his movies. And so we like watched all of them and Mm. pretty much we watched a whole bunch of them. And at the time I was like, I mean, this is good, but like, you know, but now that I'm removed from that, I have a better appreciation for sure. Mm. Yeah. This is good, but I'd rather be watching Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. A hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Twilight. I I hope one day they start tre- teaching Twilight in film school. Mm-hmm. It's honestly, I think they should. Yeah, it's a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah, it kind of is. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that there is plenty to be taught about Twilight. I could teach a class on Twilight. I don't care. I'll do it. You should do it. I would. I would take that class. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll you. let you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, cool. I'm I'm glad that you're an Ethan Hawke fan now. Uh, I guess what we're trying to do is convert people here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we watched The Truth this week, and I uh, I had a great time. I don't know about you guys. I had a great time watching this movie. It was so French. Um, it was just so French with Catherine Deneuve and Juliette Binoche. Yes. Yeah, I loved the cast was really giving it their all. I I really do love Catherine Deneuve and Juliette Binoche and Ethan, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I think that all three of them were just knocking it out of the park. (laughs) Totally. They just have such screen presence, like all of them, Mm -hmm. um, that you just, I don't know, it's really hard to find (laughs) other in in other actors, but all three of them. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Did this come out last year or? Yes, this came out. No, well, it was a 2019, I think, like, festival release. Oh, I see. Um, But, oh, wait, no. It was a 2020. I think maybe it was early 2020 festival release. And mm. then it was supposed to come out, and it kept getting delayed because of COVID, obviously. Right. So then it finally came out, like, video on demand, um, like, in the summer, like, late summer. I see. Okay. Yes, yeah. but you can't rent it. <laughs> no, you, you surely can't rent it. You can only buy it. Yes. You can only purchase this movie. <laughs> We did purchase this movie. I guess I'm going to have to keep watching this over and over again yeah, to make it worth be, it. Just make it a Christmas yeah. movie. The truth can be a Christmas. I mean, it's about a dysfunctional it, family. Yeah, that's like key Christmas theme. Mm-hmm. Is there, yeah, is there anything first... anything vaguely Christmas-like at all in there besides the kind of themes? I mean, I think it's expressly a fall movie, actually. Mm. But, you know, we're in LA. There's a, so there's there a green no cake. Season. He makes a green cake. Remember that? Uh huh. That's kind of. Is that Christmassy? I, I I'm just I'm just throwing Green. out ideas here. Green is a Christmas color. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, when the movie first started, and I didn't know like what the plot was yet, I was like, maybe they're coming home for the holidays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. for the first part of the movie, you might you might you could trick yourself into thinking it's a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, <laughs> 
yeah i liked i i liked the beginning of this movie it was kind of interesting because it's like with the the leaves falling it just starts off with like leaves falling off of a tree and this instrumental music that was like very anime to me just the combination of mm. trees and music that's funny <laughs> um but yeah like one of those youtube videos where it's like music to music to study to study for with. 10 hours yeah lo-fi Low key. beats yeah lo-fi yeah. beats yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yes 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 i thought i mean it really reminded me of um autumn sonata by Mm -hmm. ingmar bergman i don't know if you guys have checked that one out no but um it's it's pretty similar where it's about like a mother and a daughter and they're meeting up and the mom is like this accomplished um pianist and her daughter is kind of in her shadow um and they like they have this very tense <laughs> family like meet up in the fall um, where they just kind of like go over all of the things that have bothered them over the uh-huh. years. Mm-hmm. Like it all just kind of comes and it, it culminates. And um, so this really, really reminded me of of that one, because I believe that that one it's Ingrid Bergman is the older actress, which I don't know, she kind of has like Catherine Deneuve. Mm-hmm. vibes in the sense that they're both like kind of titans yeah. of cinema yeah storied um, actresses yes 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 so it really reminded me of that and also clouds of sils maria with which also stars juliette binoche mm-hmm. which is another one of those actress dealing with aging and different mm-hmm. roles movies so i thought i mean i i appreciated how it borrowed from other um art house films that had similar themes Mm-hmm. It felt familiar, which was kind of comforting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like this is maybe the movie that we've seen throughout all of our Ethan Hawke viewing. This is maybe the movie we've seen with like the clearest like thesis. I feel like this movie really had something specific it was trying to say, which is like, you can't trust memory. Like memory is fallible. And the way that you maybe remember your childhood or like anything in your life might not actually be real. And also on the flip side, like, does it matter? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like this yes. was, yeah, like really trying to say something specific, which I don't think we've really seen a movie like that with Ethan Hawke. I don't know how you feel. I mean, First Reformed, I guess, was like also <laughs> kind Reformed, of specific, but yeah, First Reformed just has so many themes, I mm-hmm. think, as well. I mean, there's like the whole environmentalism theme and then the love stuff and then they fly through space. I don't know. There's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that there's like a lot of themes that all really complement each other and work well together. Whereas the truth is, yeah, it's kind of the one (laughs) singular. The truth is kind of the theme, Mm -hmm. I'd say. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was, I, I really like the aspect of like the mom's memoir and how the daughter is upset that she's lying quotes Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like um remembering things in different ways and like there's that part where the butler quits because he wasn't in the memoir and i have actually always wondered about like memoirs and the way that people in the memoirist lives feel about (laughs) yeah the book yeah um so it was cool to like explore that idea i think the premise is a really interesting premise yeah, and it's and we we get that like right in the beginning basically because we she's being interviewed like about her life and in, in as like a promotion for the new for the memoir she's written. 
And we kind of get a pretty heavy dose of like who she is as a person right yeah, away. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. She's she's very she's very unfiltered and un, and unflinching and she's willing to kind of say whatever she wants about anyone she wants, doesn't matter who they are, or how famous they are. And uh she like there's one part where like right in the beginning where she says like, Oh, she she was she was an okay actress or whatever and then the butler guy's like, Oh, she's still alive and she's like, Oh, I yeah, can't she like, she died. No, she's dead but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's that happens like another time where someone she thinks is dead is or alive is actually dead and you know so she has she has a kind of self-focused <laughs> personality yeah definitely. yeah and we in oh what were you gonna say oh no yeah go i was just gonna say and we see that again in like the later scene with ethan hawk um where she's like speaking in french mm-hmm. in front of him and like kind of trashing the show that he's in and calling it an imitation yeah. and she like kind of thinks that he doesn't know what she's saying but then he's like oh you're calling it an imitation because he like knows a little bit yeah um i thought that was also kind of kind of fun <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah interesting it's yeah that was pretty that whole scene was pretty rough but in a, yeah. in a very good way. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. It was very it was very interesting to watch that scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One um one thing I was thinking about was Ethan Hawke in French, like his speaking French. Um, because we see him at the beginning, he says bonjour, and I was like geared up for a whole French Ethan Hawke movie. <laughs> yeah. Because we've seen it before in um The Woman oh, yeah. in the Fifth. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that. It's I have a not. Pavel Pavlikowski uh movie. Oh. Um it's not a my favorite perhaps (laughs) (laughs) but um he it starts off he's speaking french quite a bit yeah does he only speak french in that he's i can't remember quite a bit he mostly speaks french and it's it's so funny to me i don't know it's just in this way that i really love ethan hawk now it's like very funny to me to hear him speak french um but I also, th- but I think it really worked in this movie that he didn't speak a lot of French. Yeah, yeah. Because you got to kind of play with, you know, the whole family dynamic of in-laws and, you know, what you do and don't know. And also, again, tying back to the idea of the truth, like what Juliet Binoche is like choosing to tell Ethan Hawke about what, you know, what Catherine Deneuve is saying about him or what anyone's saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. No, I um I also thought that maybe he would speak more French. <laughs> um, but it is cool. I didn't know that he did speak French in a movie before, so that's gonna have to look that up. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean um, I think it's worth it for that. <laughs> yeah. I liked I did like how he's kind of playing like um a himbo dad <laughs> in this 100%. one. He's yeah, or he <laughs> And I, I thought he was so cute with the kids in this movie. Uh, just yeah. like, um, and I like that idea of how he's like kind of a, I mean, he was like previously an alcoholic and like probably not the best dad or best partner slash dad, like in overall, but he's so sweet with the kids. Um, like there's just that scene where he, there's like five of them all like kind of crawling around him and he's like so funny and cute with them yeah Um, yeah yeah what i I liked about that that scene is that like he's clearly been put there as like oh you're at the kids table like Uh as a way of like we're not taking you seriously but he just like makes the most of the situation and like just has fun with the kids and like is clearly not bothered by his placement like at the kids table you know 
Yeah, and I liked the thing he did with the straw wrapper. It's, it's specifically, I think it was, was that in Little Miss Sunshine too? There's another like big like classic indie movie that has a scene with the, the straw wrapper worm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember. I think it might be Little Miss Sunshine or it's something very mm-hmm. similar and it just reminded me of that and I just thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. It was cute. He kept saying like, that's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and he said nuts a bunch. Yeah. Oh, he was he was really cute. And I, I do like how he um the character is willing to be more um passive and less dominant, I guess. Mm-hmm. I always think it's fun when the dad in the movie is kind of submissive. <laughs> 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 I just think it's neat. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I also think like it's part of, you know, because we're like looking at like the truest essence of Hawkness as part of this journey. And I mm-hmm. think by this point, like dad is part of the Ethan Hawk identity. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like starting starting with um, maybe Brooklyn's finest from that point on, he just like was a dad. And uh, I think he's really good at it. And he's so fun. He is really good at doing the dad thing. I mean, like, yeah, you got Before Midnight, you got Boyhood, which I haven't seen. Ooh. <laughs> I haven't seen Boyhood. Is he in it a ton? Um, He's not, like, a, a main character, I would say, yeah. but he's, like, a recurring supporting. But he has some supporting. big, pivotal yeah. moments. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I it's, do I need mean, to check in this that movie out. Too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Similar he's kind to this of, one. He does kind of have... He has a couple of big moments, but he sort of just pops in and out for... For different scenes mm-hmm. okay i'll check out boyhood i'll do it <laughs> i think you should I'll do it's, it um i love it i think it's very impressive i think a lot of people just kind of roll their eyes because it's like a gimmick you know shooting over mm-hmm. 14 years but i i do actually think it's impressive and i think they did a good job of maintaining like the style um and uh like telling a, an effective story mm-hmm. yeah I'm I'm pro boyhood. <laughs> um but yeah, so yeah, so I guess Ethan Hawk wasn't in this super a lot. Um but I did there was just so much to enjoy here. Um part of the story is that there Catherine Deneuve is like shooting a movie inside of the movie, which is always fun. <laughs> um and it's a science fiction movie where that's about a mother and daughter. So that kind of like replicates yeah. the situation with right. her and Juliette Binoche. Um, they're, they're, they're not being subtle at all about that. This is a parallel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but instead, you know, she's playing the daughter because it's a story right. about uh, a mother who's sick. And so she goes out to, she goes to space where you don't age mm-hmm. in this movie and so she comes back every seven years to visit her daughter. And so Catherine Deneuve is playing like the 73, 80-year-old version of the daughter, um, which I think, you know, causes her to have some reflection about mothers and daughters. And, right, uh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked the sci-fi element because we have watched a few sci-fi movies um, on our Ethan Hawke journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did remind me, like, visually, not that you see, like, the final product of this movie and what it fully looks like because they're just on set. But I just thought, like, the style um, of the, like, the wardrobe really reminded me of Predestination. Mm. Um, I don't know if you caught that one. 
I actually, I, I've been trying to watch that one, but it just hasn't been streaming. And I, <laughs> I started watching it like on some site because I was so desperate, but mm-hmm. the quality was just so bad I couldn't do it. But I, <laughs> I have attempted to watch Predestination. <laughs> Don't worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's have, funny. I, I, it was, it was on Tubi. I think that's where we watched <gasps> it. Thank you, Tubi. Yeah, we love Tubi. <laughs> They're a great. Yeah, me too. Resource. Me too. <laughs> Yeah, who who does does someone own Tubi? Is that like I have no idea? Th- they just... Voodoo is Walmart. Oh, okay. But I don't know about but Tubi. But Tubi's just like yeah, Tubi is just Tubi. Yeah, yeah. it's funny, <laughs> you know. And we love it for that. We love it. Because <laughs> like sometimes you gotta wonder like where these <laughs> companies come from. You know, they just seem to pop out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, friend outside. Oh yeah, yeah. I noticed her before. Yeah. Sorry, there's uh someone who lives in our neighborhood who's uh yelling yes <laughs> i gotcha i'm also in in la yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so i feel ya. yeah people just yell here and honestly i understand yeah <laughs> there's a lot to yell about there's right now there's about. a lot to yell about <laughs> yeah um okay oh well one other fun uh daughter in this movie is charlotte she's the daughter of julia yeah, yeah. she's adorable charlotte yeah and ethan hawk and she she's just so cute and fun um and she i think the big one of the big things with her is she thinks that her grandmother catherine Deneuve, is a witch yes 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 because um, yes, yes. yeah. she played one in a movie right and, which is based on like a children's book mm-hmm. that um mm-hmm. that she loves i think yeah mm-hmm. and uh, so there's a kind of an ongoing joke between Catherine Deneuve and Charlotte about um, the tortoise that they have outside in the in the ho- uh, backyard mm-hmm. yes. because it's named Pierre. And one day, um, her actual grandfather comes and he's named Pierre. And so she uh, she thinks that her grandmother turned her grandfather into a tortoise, and she has magic powers and changes him back and forth. Yeah. 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 It was very fun. That was really fun. I just think it would be so strange to be that little girl and like have, I mean, I just think it's weird to be like the offspring of actors in general, mm-hmm. um, just to like be able to see your parents in these weird roles that sometimes mimic real life. I would also think my grandma was a witch if I <laughs> saw her play a witch. <laughs> like yeah. I would think the same thing. And I also think, I really liked the scene kind of near the beginning where she meets the actress in the film within a film, the mm-hmm. little girl actress. Uh-huh. And she um, like lies to her and says like, I'm an actress too in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was interesting because it kind of shows like the cyclical <laughs> like nature of like mother, grandmother, mother to daughter, where they're yeah. all kind of like telling their own version of their truth. Um and I just think, I don't know, it made me think about, like, who that little girl's going to be later. Yeah. Because I, mean, I know, like, kids kids lie, you know? Like, mm-hmm. kids, kids just lie and it's, like, harmless. But it is interesting to think about, like, how that's going to shape her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think she'll become Maya Hawk. That's my... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Maya, we love you. Come on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um. Uh. Yeah. I think uh the actress's name is Clementine Grenier, who plays Charlotte, mm-hmm. and uh one of Ethan Hawke's real life children is named Clementine. Fun oh, wow. fact. Oh, 
Yeah. Is Clementine the next Harper? Oh, I think so. It's possible. <laughs> Mine, I, you know, I'm, I've, I had a rare name in the nineties and now it's everyone no, is named Harper. That's everywhere. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's possible Clementine could be the next one. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's a good name. Yeah. It's very cute. It's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and i always think it's interesting when um in the last movie we didn't talk about this but we watched adopt a highway last um and you can kind of see ethan hawk's tattoos uh in that movie Mm. um and he has on one arm he has like a heart with like a ribbon through it i think that says maya and levin which are his older two children and then on the other one Ah. he has the same thing and it says clementine and indiana wow that's cute yeah i imagine the the Ah. lettering there because the clementine and indiana those are two long names names. (laughs) yeah Yeah. i've got a you know yeah squeeze it all in there squeeze it all in yeah yeah but yeah i was actually thinking about that in the context of adopt a highway though because i really should have talked about this when we talked about the movie (laughs) but like because in adopt a highway he had been in prison for 20 years and he would have been pretty young when he went into prison so i was wondering how he got those uh, kind of intricate tattoos Um, prison tattoos yeah i know but there's kind of a lot going on i think that's true that's true anyway but we don't see i didn't know he had his kids names tattooed and i think that's very sweet yeah he's a very sweet man again that really ties into his whole dad star persona yeah Mm -hmm. um i think and that's a version of the truth is is that he loves his kids but i'm sure he has you know his own issues as a dad so it's like again Mm -hmm. it ties into the theme (laughs) so true what is the truth la verite yeah i i like i speak some french i'm better at reading and writing than i am at speaking and like you know listening mm-hmm. um but it was interesting i always think about this when i'm like watching something in french that i can kind of understand is like right. the the places where the translation doesn't totally uh like match to what mm-hmm. i how i would translate it um you know and there were just a couple instances of that like one time she said uh you know lissandra which is like you know the ash is coming off your cigarette but she but the translation just says cigarette mm-hmm. and um and I feel like that also ties into oh. the idea of the truth because yeah. Yeah. I was I was reading this article actually about I think this it was originally in French uh, The Stranger by mm-hmm. Camus mm. and that that also is known as The Stranger in English but it can be translated to in different things f- from French um, the like the French title and the the f- I was reading this article about the first sentence in the book is like in English, it's uh, mother has died. But the way you translate it can, because the whole story is about like his relationship and his, to his mother and like, uh, and how that reflects on him as a person. And so the way they translate that sentence can like totally change your perception of who he is mm-hmm. and how his relationship to his mother is. Because it can be interpreted as, mother is dead which is very kind of cold and uh you know factual but you can Mm -hmm. also say it could be translated as like mama is dead which would be more kind of emotional and things like that so it's very interesting to see like because that book was published in like the 50s or whatever and there's been like three different editions like three editions that were like considered definitive and 
uh, and they've all, they've each taken a different approach to translating that like three word sentence, which is really interesting to think about. Yeah. What is the truth? You what know? is the truth? Yeah, what is the truth? No, I think the translation is really interesting. Um, just like, yeah, in film and book and, and books and everything. Um, I wish I knew <laughs> like a different language so I could <laughs> like compare the two. I speak some mm-hmm. Italian, but not, not enough to like read a book. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that that theme also was, uh, I kept thinking about that while reading the subtitles <laughs> of right, this movie. Right. And like, I don't even know really much French. And I kept thinking about like, is this really what they're saying? And that's something that's like in my mind whenever I watch um, non-English language mm-hmm. uh, films. Um, and I also think it's interesting that the director um, is Japanese and this is yeah. his first non-Japanese language yeah. uh film and i think it's interesting that he chose to do like it's mostly in french mm-hmm. um yeah. and i think that's fascinating <laughs> yeah i yeah i did a bad job of finding uh information about this before going into it but i, I didn't know that this was his first um non-japanese film and i thought it was interesting on uh, there was a rolling stone review of this movie that referred to it as um like in his first english film with a smattering of french and i really feel like it's like the other yeah, way around no, it's yeah in french. i think yeah. it's in french i'd say a for smattering the most of yeah. english yeah yeah, yeah it's like most of the english. english just comes through from ethan hawk and his conversations with other people but mm-hmm. mostly just his wife yeah everyone else is just speaking french for the most part yeah yeah, if Ethan Hawke wasn't there, it would be entirely French. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I, um, and I really liked the director's other film, Shoplifters. I haven't um, seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've only heard good things. It won the Palme d'Or um, at Cannes, and it's it's just like a really beautiful film, and I think it's, it kind of has similar themes of family to this one where it is about like it is about family but it's kind of more about like a chosen family Mm -hmm. um and kind of like what makes a family like does it have to be biological um can it be is is there other ways to define a family so i um just like tying that into this one um i think that this director is like he's he makes really, really great films about family dynamics. Is mm-hmm. I, I've only seen two of them, but um, I just haven't really seen family dynamics like depicted in the way that he is able to. It's kind of hard to like discuss it since <laughs> I know you guys haven't seen Shoplifters <laughs> or anything, mm-hmm. but um, I think that he does have a gift for exploring the boundaries of what a family is and exploring the dysfunction of mm-hmm. it and how you can be dysfunctional but still at the end of the day love each other mm-hmm. um, yeah and i think a lot of the strength of this movie does come from just like the the interactions that the people in the family have with each other like there's the scene where she's like where she's talking about how she almost worked, worked with hitchcock and then her daughter's like, oh, that would have been great to like see you get stabbed and murdered. <laughs> and they yeah, kind of have yeah, a laugh yeah. about it. And it's like kind of just interesting to see like how they can go back and forth from like having these kind of emotionally wrought moments with each other to like 
making jokes and things like that. And that feels like very kind of real, like to how families interact with each other, that they have their own kind of, you know, families have their own language and their own way of communicating with each other. And it's interesting to see the ways that different people in this family interact with one another. Yes, absolutely. It's like if if your friends like treated you the way that these people are treating each other, it'd be like, okay, well, I'm just not going to talk to you anymore yeah. forever. Whereas like, yeah, it's just that family aspect where it's like you kind of have to love each other. <laughs> and again, you don't really, you don't have to, but you feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you kind of, d- you do. <laughs> I mean, at least like from my, that's what the film is saying where it's right. like, mm-hmm. um, you just do and it's innate and you don't really understand this pull, but you know, you have to stay in each other's lives even when it's so frustrating. Yeah. And even when your mom is lying in her memoirs, <laughs> yeah. it's like you still love her. And that's the truth. Mm-hmm. The truth. <laughs> the truth. That's the truth. Um, yeah. Um, do you have do you guys have any favorite like family dynamic dramas outside of Coreda's films? Ooh, I'd have to, I'd have to think about it cuz there's just like it's such a yeah. it's such a big genre, you know. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, I really like the Ingmar Bergman films. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and I think that he sometimes also says similar things about family. I mean, again, like I just talked about Autumn Sonata, but that's like one of my favorite dysfunctional um, mother-daughter specifically <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> movies. Um, I think that Bergman is is really, really great at articulating these like weird feelings that we have, <laughs> these like very difficult to articulate feelings that we have about our families. Um, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen many Bergman movies, no. but Unfortunately not. a lot of... A lot of them, they're all in Swedish, and a lot of it is just, like, kind of monologuing. Like, mm-hmm. the characters will just say how they feel, and they're very poetic and articulate, and they'll just, like, talk for minutes and minutes about, like, this one incident that happened so long ago and how it made them feel. And, like, it's just so specific, and it just draws out these emotions that you're like, I have never seen this <laughs> on screen before like I've never seen people talk about things like this Mm -hmm. in such a thoughtful and interesting way um and I just yeah I think that Bergman really knows what he's doing and I also think to tie it into Ethan Hawke is that Ethan Hawke is also really inspired by Bergman just because like First Reformed is based off of a Bergman film Mm -hmm. um and the fact that this one is so similar to another Bergman film is like okay you I need to do research about this, but I think <laughs> I think you're in love with that guy, <laughs> this dead Swedish director. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that 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 is my answer. <laughs> yeah, I feel like my my answer is always going to be Ordinary People, mm-hmm. uh, just one of the greatest movies of all time, and so uh, emotional. You know. Oh, you know, I like I like uh, the Royal Tenenbaums. Mm. Nice. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's I got love some good and some stuff. some really uncomfortable family moments. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a, that is a good answer. And I think that, yeah, Wes Anderson is also good mm-hmm. at that stuff. I have my Zizu post uh, flag behind me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Life Aquatic <laughs> flag, I feel like that's probably so. part of the, what made me think of it. Yeah. Also there's that, that cinephiles box. And I think, um, Oh yeah. I think maybe what's his Someone's... name is on it. Luke, uh, Luke, Luke Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So that's yeah. my answer. Nice. Great. So many great family movies to watch. <laughs> Fun yeah. for the whole family. Um, yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah. So we should probably talk about um, the big, the, like, what's really the problem between Juliette Binoche and Catherine Deneuve is there was another woman who was an actress as well, who was like a family friend of theirs. Mm-hmm who Juliet Binoche remembers like really was the one that took care of her and basically raised her. Yeah. Um, until something happened where she was going to get a role in a movie and then Catherine didn't have slept with the director and got the role instead. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sarah, the other woman either like accidentally drowned or like killed herself mm-hmm. um, as possibly as a result of that or, you know, um, yeah. And so that's really the big, uh, the big thing that's been pulling them apart. I think for yeah her whole life. And we don't really know. We're basically just given kind of like breadcrumbs of who she is until that kind of pivotal dinner scene where they talk about her drowning and all that. Because obviously, like they know who she is, so they're not going to explain to us who she is. Mm-hmm. So she's mm-hmm. kind of like this invisible character that has like this incredible pull over the story that we never see her face. We oh, we know only a little bit about her, but she's like this presence over the entire story, which is kind of an interesting uh, dynamic. Yes, and I also think it's interesting how, yeah, they don't really talk about it until that scene or like they don't talk about it like in depth i always think that confrontation is so interesting in film because confrontation is so hard in real life mm-hmm. <laughs> like i don't know it's one of the hardest things for me so seeing confrontation in movies is just like it's is very very interesting i think it can be really cathartic mm-hmm. yeah. as well and like i also think it's interesting because the Catherine Deneuve character is like pretty confrontational like she says what she's on her mind what what is on her mind for the most part like she's very brutally honest but then when it comes to the sarah stuff she just kind of like shuts down yeah um and i also found that interesting and truthful Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that dinner scene was like really there's always a dinner scene, you know? Yeah, there's always a dinner scene. There's always a dinner scene. You gotta have the dinner scene. And like, (laughs) Ethan Hawke at this point is like, kind of like, they're having this conversation in French, Mm -hmm. but he's clearly getting an idea that like, this is not something that our daughter should be hearing. (laughs) So he like, oh, why don't you go? Why don't you go to bed? And he kind of stays there and just silently, occasionally gets insulted. (laughs) Yeah. And then he says, oh, I, I've stopped drinking. And then she pour, immediately pours her, uh, pours him a bottle of Immediately a pours of wine. The, the wine. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, God. Jesus. Terrible. Awful. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then, of course, he drinks it. And then, of course, he, they get in a fight. <laughs> yeah. 
And then he yeah. has like this weird, like flirtatious <laughs> energy yeah. with her because yeah. he's like, I had thought a bunch they were gonna kiss. I they, was, oh, I didn't think they were going to, but I was like, are they gonna kiss? <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> like, had, they, there was some, it some was intense. close. Yeah. It was close. She kissed yeah. him like right on the corner of his lips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he tells yeah. his wife that. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. she kissed me right. She's not here, right? Right here. here. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought like, they were wow. gonna like kiss, kiss. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Not just French kiss. But then they didn't, which is probably good <laughs> for the family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always good to not kiss your wife's mom. So that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I think <laughs> controversial, but you probably don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was one of the moments um that Ethan Hawke was acting his most Ethan Hawke mm-hmm. was when he yes. did that kind of like smirky like and pointed to his lips. Uh, oh yes yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 he was yeah. just so ethan in that moment oh yeah. he's so charming yeah Ugh. <laughs> even when he's you know even when he's like an alcoholic that's maybe sliding mm-hmm. back uh <laughs> making some mistakes and upsetting his wife he's still charming he's still charming he's still charming yeah he knows how to do it yeah and i also think that his relationship with that mom with the mom character Catherine noob is interesting because um, he's an actor as well and he's like mentioned like that he does like she's such a great actress like of course he looks up to her of course he admires her and her craft and like I don't know I would be weird around my wife's mom who I really admire and like grew up watching on the screen yeah. and, like, especially if I'm an actor too like <laughs> yeah it would be very strange to interact with her um, so I thought he brought like that not necessarily awkwardness but that tension to mm-hmm. the table mm-hmm. um in a in an interesting way yeah especially when when she says uh when he catches that word we, we mentioned earlier when she says uh, an imitation imitation yeah and he just kind of like repeats it like quietly and just the way he just yeah. like acts that out like it's he, there's, there's not a lot of dialogue there he just mm-hmm. repeats the word and like realizes what she's saying and it obviously stings a lot to hear that yeah that would hurt my feelings pretty bad (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, definitely if this great actress cesar award-winning actress it's called my work and imitation (laughs) um yeah i'd probably drink the wine (laughs) i'd be i'd be (laughs) drinking wine wine, that night (laughs) Mm Um, should we maybe talk about some most Ethan Hawk lines? I didn't think there were yeah, really a lot. I don't in know this that one. I took took much down. I had a few. Um, I thought so after that scene where he's like drinking and talking to Catherine Deneuve, he goes back to his room to talk to Juliet Binoche, and he says to her, uh, "She seems sad to me, actually." Yeah, oh, very yeah, sad. I did take that down. I thought that was one of the contenders um also that scene where he's with all the kids and he's yelling don't touch it what are you nuts <laughs> yes 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 i loved that yeah that was great that was very and Ethan. Then i also again like i just really loved all his interactions with the kids and then also when um they're like walking the streets at night and he again he's being a goofy cute dad mm-hmm. just a lot of good goofy cute dad moments mm-hmm. over like i guess lines i guess my favorite line would be the way that he said imitation during that dinner mm-hmm. <laughs> scene. yeah yeah um, that was great that was a really 
great line delivery. And I did like the scene where he's like drunk and arguing with Juliette Binoche in their room. Mm -hmm. I think he plays drunk really well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I thought that was, he plays, he played drunk actor. That's like a very specific type of person. Mm -hmm. I feel like drunk actor and he. A specific type of drunk as well. Yes. 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 Very specific type of drunk too. Um, I don't know. And then there's like that part at the end of their fight where he's like, if you need me, I'll be right here. And he's just like laying down, face down on the bed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 That was good. <laughs> yeah. It's also pretty um, Ethan Hawkey to play uh, an American who's married to a French woman who has a, a daughter that speaks both French and English. That's, <laughs> That's pretty true. Ethan Hawke. That's true. We've got uh, Before Midnight mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Woman in the Fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really all I got, but I just feel like it's on brand. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> it there. Absolutely, that guy's always going to Europe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he loves Europe. Yeah. He's having kind of weird times in Europe with his wife. Um, in his movies, <laughs> it's true. Uh, weird times. Yeah, it does. It did feel on brand, especially. I think I feel like Ethan Hawke probably in real life really admires Catherine Deneuve. I'm sure. And Juliette Binoche as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's, I just think there's so much like intertextuality with this film, just especially because they're all playing actors, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, not Juliet, but um, Catherine and Ethan are both playing actors, which I don't know. The, and again, the truth is like such an important tenet to the mm-hmm. art of acting. Like, that's just, like, what you're trying to get at all times, I think. Or at least that's what good actors are trying to get to the truth of it. And um, so many aren't able to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think that all three of them are able to get to that point. I don't know. I'm just saying stuff. No, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like, with regards to, like, intertextuality, you know, when you find out that he's, like, a... He has kind of, like, a an action-y series or something you know it's impossible not to think about every action movie he's ever done like getaway with (laughs) selena gomez or you know 24 hours to live Uh or uh you know anything like that it's impossible just not to like immediately think oh of course he's in an action series because that's he's done that you know Mm -hmm. as a movie but you know and he's he's done so many different genres too i feel like Mm -hmm. yeah like he can do rom-com he can do sci-fi. He can do action. He can do drama. <laughs> yeah. Or, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He can do it all. He's done it all except for uh, like a real musical. That's what <laughs> yeah, I want out of a real. Hawk. Yeah. Yeah, like a, a real. That's true. He doesn't need to do a real musical. He's done like faux. Yeah, he like sings, he sings in right, movies, yeah. but he's never like in like... Juliet Naked. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. Yeah, he should do a full-blown musical, I think, next. Yeah, that's what I want for him. <laughs> that could be fun. I think he could do it, too. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think he's, like, goofy, and he's obviously confident enough, and I think that he has the, like, mannerisms. I don't know. I just think he would be awesome in a musical, and I think that we should call him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, have I tried. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. One last Ethan Hawke thing that I wanted to say was um, he's so in that scene where they're walking down the street and he's making he's making all these animal noises. Uh, <gasps> yes, 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 yes. One one noise he makes oh, is yeah. an eagle noise. And it's so close because on our show, we have uh, all of our guests, including you, will do this, um, <laughs> do a hawk noise before Jonathan does the hawk fact. Yeah. And I would just love so much for Ethan Hawke to come on our show and do a hawk noise. Yeah, he's he got it down, you know, yeah. he, he had a, yeah. he did a great job. It was yeah. definitely more of a hawk noise than an eagle noise. Yeah. So. Yeah. When I heard, yeah, when he was doing the eagle noise, I was like, okay, you're just doing a hawk, but <laughs> <laughs> like close enough, mm-hmm. whatever. I bet he does. I bet he is really good at doing a hawk noise. Just like, I bet like that noise that he made, it's like he's practiced it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how could you not? Mm-hmm. How could you not? With a na- with a last name like that. Mm-hmm. I used to not know, okay, before I was an Ethan Hawke fan, I used to not know the difference, the difference between him, Ethan Hawke, and Ethan Hunt of Mission Impossible. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just like heard both of those names, and I did not know if his name was Ethan Hunt or Ethan Hawke, like either of the characters. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's funny. Now um, so I'm that's trying a, that's to imagine little... Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke and Mission Impossible. Yeah. I gotta he say, could, I don't see him doing the, the stunts. <laughs> yeah, no. He, okay, I don't think he could do his own stunts, and I also don't think he would do so many movies, but mm-hmm. I think he could make one work. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he could make one of them. I'd like to see him try it. <laughs> yeah. Has yeah, he been a, be interesting. a spy agent kind of guy before? Not really. Alias is the closest alias, I can think yeah, of. Yeah, he was an alias. That was, he oh, plays he was like an a alias? bad guy yeah. in Alias. He was yeah. in one episode. He plays a good guy and a bad guy. Right, right. Yeah, he plays like a clone or something. That. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's incredibly a confusing and silly. <laughs> but um, that, that was really funny. <laughs> There's like a, it's like an evil Russian scientist or something who yeah. use, who steals his identity and makes his face look like him with <laughs> plastic surgery or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's kind of Gattaca-esque. It is a little Gattaca. Come to think of it, that's actually something that happens in Mission Impossible. Right. Where they, the that's like a, they always do the masks. Yeah, yeah like the that's masks. Like, the that, masks. That's, that's in like every single Mission Impossible movie. There's always like a mask identity face yeah. reveal situation it's so fun it's yeah. so it's like and it's so ridiculous it but is it works. Yeah. yeah somehow it works every time yeah i'm all, I, they always catch me off guard when they do it you know <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm always shocked i know yeah. i think yeah he could like okay what if ethan hunt pulls off his mask and it's ethan hawk <laughs> that's fun i don't that would know be wild something it. to think about we have a lot of calls we have to make after this uh-huh. <laughs> ethan and his team yeah we gotta get him in what is it eight is it the next one i guess so i don't know yeah there's so, there's so many of them there's so many and it has to be a musical so it has to <laughs> he has to be in the eighth mission impossible and he has to sing a show tune mm-hmm. whoa wow i, I can't wait could... I don't know if he's the villain. If he's the villain, I think that every villain, villain. yeah, every villain like should and could have like a musical number, (laughs) and like he does Hellfire from Hunchback. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) he, if we get him into the next Mission Impossible and he sings a show tune, we'll do Two Birds One Stone. You've solved it. Yeah, Yeah. we solved it. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll get him on the line. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this feels like a good time. Jonathan, do you have something you'd like to share with us? Oh, sure. Yeah. It's time for a hawk fact. Uh, yes. Yeah. Would you like to do a hawk noise? Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. I would love to do a hawk noise. Let me just think about like what it'll sound like. Let me just prepare. All right. Give me like, give me like three seconds. You got okay. this. Sure. Yeah. I just gotta. Yeah. Uh, I'll pull these things up while you're. Okay. Prepping. Don't worry. I will. I will prepare. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> Here's right. my hawk noise. <clears throat> oh! Wow, that was a good one. That was that was that was unique. I feel like we've never heard one yeah. quite like that. It was. The, that I was, was also the most unique. the most preparation. Yeah, it was the most preparation ever put for something that just sounded like a bird. Maybe <laughs> even I don't know if it was a hawk. Hawk. <laughs> well, I don't know how to do a hawk noise. Definitely a appreciate call. the effort. Um, all of those are ew. applicable noises. Ew. I think. That's good. <laughs> how, what are your guys' hawk noises? I've actually never tried to do a hawk noise. We've we've done a we've done, done a few, few different, different ones because sometimes we do episodes where it's just the two of us, so yeah. one of us will have to do it. And um, yeah, I feel like a ee! That's like maybe. Yeah, I go for the high pitched. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I try to do like a swooping action. Oh yeah, Jonathan does a good job of like moving away towards the microphone so that it sounds like he's flying. <laughs> <gasps> Wait, will you please do the hawk noise for me? Oh no. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I did I did one. You did, yes. You did a few. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> that was good. That was really good. I did not anticipate what my voice no! was gonna sound like. That was not at all what, what I thought it was gonna sound like. But that's the fun. I of liked it. it. I liked great. the I liked the microphone technique too. That was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, um, I was looking into this movie uh, is a lot about uh, it's about the truth yes. <laughs> and it's about uh, how we communicate to each other, how we communicate the truth to each other, what we think the truth is. And there's a lot of sort of miscommunication in this movie, not in like a rom-com misunderstanding type way, but miscommunication in the sense of like, I don't know, not always understanding one another. And also sometimes literally, like the way that uh, Ethan Hawke does not really speak French. Mm-hmm. So I was looking into a little bit about like how hawks communicate with one another. Um, and I was uh, reading about how it says uh, hawks don't scream to scare prey, but to communicate with each other. Uh, and they mostly do it as a way to... Uh, signal that this is their territory basically that's their main thing that they like to say is just like fuck off basically <laughs> like this is my zone um, except for the times when they're like doing like mating calls to try to like seem cool um, so those are kind of their main ways of communicating because hawks are primarily uh, solitary so they don't really need to communicate with each other that often besides to say like you know this is this is my area uh except for uh the harris's hawk and so the harris's hawk are very notable and i've talked about them a little bit before mm-hmm. uh they're the most notable thing about them is that they're very social so they do like hang out with each other they hunt in groups um, part of that has to do with their intelligence and that's one of the reasons that they're actually popular uh falconry hawks is because they're so intelligent. And so they actually do communicate with each other in a more uh, complex way. Uh, and there's no, the, it's just a theory, but some people suggest that um, 
So one of the notable things about Harris's hawks is they have like a white, they're primarily brown birds, but they have like a white tail that they can like kind of fan out. And so what they sometimes do is they like fan out their tail and that might be a way to like silently communicate with each other without necessarily, uh, you know, notifying prey because hawks don't want to screech when they're like actually hunting because they're just going to let like, you know, a mouse or whatever it is know that they're there. So that's one, one theory about how they communicate. Harris's hawks is they use their tails and do like signals and stuff like that, which is kind of interesting. Um, so, yeah. Great. That's, that's a wonderful fact. That's awesome. I love the idea of communicating with your tail. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> birdwatchingbuzz.com had a little info for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, peregrinefun.org animalia.bio and uh, animals.mom.com animals.mom.com yes that's uh, oh and birdwatchersgeneralstore.com oh birdwatchersgeneralstore some some sources for today some some new sources for you some new sources yeah yeah nice lots of bird information on the web I love that I try I try that's nice. I think it's nice that people really care about birds. I'm yeah. just thinking about birds. I think it's nice that <laughs> people like that's that that's their passion is birds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just a, like a nice wholesome passion to have, like just to really like birds. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's well, nice. birds are birds are very important to the ecosystem. So they are. Birds are very important, as are hawks, and Ethan Hawk is very important to the film ecosystem. <laughs> ecosystem that's yes, so true. that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, speaking of Ethan Hawke, I l- pulled up a couple reviews of The Truth, and uh, they were positive reviews. People liked this movie. It was good. I just thought I would point out the things that they said about Ethan Hawke specifically. Um, Manola Dargis from the New York Times uh, says, uh, describing him, uh, he says, a delightful shambling Ethan Hawke plays Juliette Binoche's husband. Uh, <laughs> so I thought that was a fun description. Delightful shambling. Yes. And then Peter Travers from Rolling Stone says, Hawk holds his own with these feminine forces of nature, which is fortunate since he's playing a TV actor who nearly everyone relentlessly mocks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of a Tom Wamsgan succession character. Did you guys watch Succession? No. No, It's on the list. It's just one of those it's so overwhelming because everyone loves it it so much. I know. I know. It it so is. I watched it over the summer while doing a puzzle because I I don't know. It's helpful if you watch it while doing a puzzle. Interesting. what I found. Because season one's a little hard to get into but then once you get into it you're like in Mm -hmm, it so mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think it would be fun to watch together too like you guys. Um, (laughs) Check out Succession because he kind of has a Tom Wamskin's character is kind of an Ethan Hawke in this movie vibe, and it hmm. it made me do a little wiggle, <laughs> do a little wiggle dance because I like that type of character. You'll see, you'll see one day. Uh, we'll nice. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll let you know. Wiggle dance. When we do. Yeah, you'll do a little wiggle dance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool. Well, do we have any more thoughts about the truth? Yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. I gave I it were... four stars on Letterboxd. Oh, I haven't gotten to the Letterboxd yeah. yet. Um, oh, yeah. I got to log it. <laughs> but I, I, I just, uh, there were a lot of great, like, uh, 
just scenes just a lot of really great scenes to mm-hmm. chew on it's a thing people <laughs> say i guess I, i've never said that yeah. before <laughs> but there were some great scenes to chew on no but i mean like there were there were a lot of like it had some interesting things to say like it, it and that's kind of hard to find in new releases i found it's just mm-hmm. like a lot of things that have come out semi-recently i mean and not just this year i mean this weird year i mean this past years even when it's normal Mm -hmm. um it's just refreshing to see something that has something to actually say (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like an interesting um aspect of humanity and like our relationships um like it actually has something unique to say and there's just so many family movies that it's just like the same thing Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> over and over again um so i really appreciated that it made me think a lot <laughs> it actually made me think totally. love to think yeah yeah <laughs> that and then additionally i thought what i was kind of impressed by was adding that layer of like her like shooting a movie at the same you know Mm -hmm. so because i feel like it would have been really easy to make this movie just like with like a kind of like a bottle episode you know just or like everyone in the house like a kind of tense everyone in the house movie i could totally see another version of this movie that's just like that Mm -hmm. and that would have been kind of the easy way to do it but i think by adding this like you know second location um and this whole other like scenario that's happening um really like makes the movie a little bit more complicated in an interesting way yeah i'd watch that movie too also i would also watch that movie (laughs) yeah the the one that they were making yeah yes it was a little bit like uh what was that movie we saw ucla the space between us Mm. (laughs) with awesome butterfield i was kind of thinking about like interstellar (laughs) Because there's that right. that time thing. There's, a there's time like thing. There, that thing. does happen where like someone's getting old. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, that movie yeah. was confusing to me. But the, there's a thing where someone's time is moving differently. He's suspended and that age. does happen because yeah. Jessica Jessica Chastain she grows up, but Matthew McConaughey stays the same age. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. That was very Interstellar. But like, I just think it's. I also think it's interesting that it's like a French sci-fi mm-hmm. just because american sci-fi or just american movies in general are just so like capitalistic and high budget and um i don't know just very fake <laughs> whereas um i don't know french sci-fi i've only seen really one high life mm, mm. yeah i I've think that's that. the only one that one was wow that was a lot yeah and juliet binoche juliet binoche also yes she's in that oh wow yeah interesting interesting that but um yeah so i would be interested to see the french sci-fi that they made it seems a little less um (laughs) i don't even know how to describe the claire denis highlight seems a little less uh I can't even think of a word out there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's not even that's not even the word I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Down to earth, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um but also not on earth. Whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Everybody who's seen High Life knows what yeah. I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well also this movie, like the movie that they're making, also kind of like Gattaca, is like a space movie that's primarily on Earth. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like it's about people going like to space of... who aren't the main characters mm-hmm. 
Yeah. True. Well, what a great movie. I'm so glad that we all enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I did enjoy it. Yeah. And I'd been looking forward to what, like when they first announced it, mm-hmm. I remember being excited for it because I liked the director and I, uh, the cast was, made me crazy. I was like, how, <laughs> Catherine Deneuve and Juliet and Ethan, like, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that I finally got to watch it. Thank you for giving me excuse to watch it and for purchasing it for me because I can't <laughs> rent it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, great. Um, I've been Harper. Ooh. You can find me on the internet at Harping About on Instagram and Twitter and Letterboxd. And um, something I've been enjoying outside of Ethan Hawke is uh, Christmas movies. I've been watching a heck of a lot of them. And I gotta say, I watched Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey again because it's just uh, one. I just think everyone should watch it at least once in their life. For me, I watch it every year. Um, it's, uh, if you don't know it, which is really possible, it's a Rankin Bass claymation, uh, film about a donkey with long ears who carries Mary to Bethlehem so she could give birth to the baby Jesus. And also a honky tonk narrator. There's a honky tonk narrator and there's major character death. So, (laughs) (laughs) so Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, please go. Don't watch it on Christmas Day. Don't watch it on Christmas Day. Give yourself Day. some time. Yeah, I do think that like the placement and like on Freeform or you know previously ABC Family's Twenty Five Days of Christmas, it was like kind of around like December twelfth during the middle of the day when no one would be watching it, and I think that's fully appropriate if that gives you a sense of what this movie is like. <laughs> I always watched the ABC Family Christmas. Um, I loved the Twenty Five Days of Christmas. I never saw Nestor. It is on Daily Motion. I've never even heard of this. And you can watch it for free on Daily Motion. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to buy it. I I probably will watch Nestor the Long-Eared Donkey. That sounds awesome. Thank you. I didn't know about it. I can't (laughs) wait. I think everyone should watch this movie. I have... uh, I made four people watch it today alone. (laughs) That's impressive. That's impressive. (laughs) We we gotta send you to Washington. Yeah. I get shit done. Get shit done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, I will check that one out. <laughs> awesome. Um, Jonathan, where can the people find you and what have you been enjoying outside of Ethan Hawk? Oh man. Uh you can find me on Instagram and letterbox at John Savaletta. Um a thing I've been enjoying. My goodness, what have I been enjoying? Well, the other day yesterday, we made gingerbread houses. We did, yeah. Which was and we did it over Zoom. We got like a bunch of people together and, and mm-hmm. we each had friendly graham cracker houses we yeah say. graham cracker houses yeah. <laughs> uh non-ranked competition mm-hmm. uh, an, an hour time thank to, god for yes that. <laughs> <laughs> an hour to to each make a gingerbread house and i made uh i made a gingerbread gingerbread <laughs> gingerbread uh baseball field which was a lot of fun mm-hmm. and uh i felt like i was in one of those uh shows that we sugar were watching. rush sugar rush yeah and that was fun. And I it's a great uh, socially distant activity that you mm-hmm. can do. You could do it with your friends on Zoom. You could just do it by yourself just for the heck of it. And if anyone needs graham crackers, I bought three boxes. Yeah. I was wildly overambitious. <laughs> and I ended up using one sleeve. So <laughs> just hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah, we'll still have those graham crackers in three weeks when this comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mia, where can the people find you? What have you been enjoying outside of Ethan Hawk? And do you have anything else to plug? Hmm. Well, um, the people can find me as Brat Pit on Letterboxd <laughs> and Twitter. Um, and then I guess I'm not on Instagram that much, but I'm Mia Jolie Pitt because I am the eldest child of Brangelina, which is confusing <laughs> because I'm also married to Brad. So yeah, it's, I wasn't sure it's if kind it was of, like an adoption thing or like a throuple it, thing, you know? Yeah, it's kind of, it kind of transcends traditional relationships. <laughs> um, Gotta make a movie about how that. I would describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, <laughs> so yeah, that is, that's my Instagram. And then um, what have I been enjoying outside of Ethan? Well, Honestly, I've been enjoying some um, some Robert Pattinson. Yes. I've been watching. Solid. I've been doing something semi similar, where like uh, this group of friends and I have been watching. We're gonna watch all of his movies, mm-hmm. um, and we've watched quite a few. We just watched one called The Haunted Airman, <laughs> oh. which is what? it is sixty eight minutes long. <laughs> it is only you cannot find it anywhere. It's only streaming on YouTube in like 240 pixel quality wow um <laughs> and it's just he plays a haunted airman who <laughs> is sad because he bombed dresden and then got paralyzed while doing that and now he's in a wheelchair and he kind of has a crush on his aunt-in-law wow wow that's a lot and is... i know his aunt-in-law and his psychiatrist his hot lady psychiatrist <laughs> wow what exactly um, is an airman is it just a pilot yeah, yeah he was like a pilot. pilot okay so it's like an yeah. old-timey term for mm-hmm. like uh aeroplane yeah yeah aeroplane <laughs> Cosmonaut. So, that's, <laughs> so that's what i've been enjoying is just like finding these weird ridiculous hidden gem robert pattinson movies that how, how many does he have he has a couple he also has another one called like the bad mother's handbook i've watched that oh i need to <laughs> i need to watch that one i haven't seen it yet when i was in high school i tried to watch all of robert pattinson and Kristen stewart's filmography for obvious reasons <laughs> yes yes yes, uh, yes 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 and i did so like at the time i was caught up to you know i guess whatever year that was like 2011 mm-hmm. or something um, but then after that, I've I've kind of fallen off. I'm not a completist anymore. But yeah, there was a he, time when I was. Yes. He strikes me as someone who has like more movies than you would think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I feel like another weird old Robert Pattinson movie was um, How to Be. How to Be. Did yes, I watched that in high school. Yeah. I did watch that in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so many classics. Oh, my God. I think I watched that like on a date in like freshman year of high school. But it was like one of those weird dates where you're like, both teens so you can't really go on a date so you just kind of like go to their parents house and sit on the couch <laughs> <laughs> it went like yeah so i watched it like in that environment so that's funny. i wow. i do need to revisit <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah that's what that's what i'm up to ethan robert brad the boys the, the boys i <laughs> gotta do a movie together yeah yeah whoa that <laughs> That would be actually too powerful, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. It doesn't exist because it would like tear a hole in, in the space time. And space. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like it, I somehow feel like it would be a sci-fi movie. Yeah, it could. Yeah, just, they've all that, done. They've all done sci-fi. Yeah, they've, they've all, all done kind of space. Well, I feel kind like. of. Yeah, they've all done space adjacent movies. We haven't seen him in space, but we've seen him going to space. Yeah, Gattaca. Yes, is Gattaca. The yes. yeah. Gattaca. He really wants to go to space, mm-hmm. yes. and he does at the end, at the but end. he doesn't. 
it just kind of it. Okay. 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 And then but there's I think, Dad Astra and High Life. Dad Astra. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Dad Astra. Uh. Yeah. 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 The boys. <laughs> <laughs> Another family yeah. movie. That's true. That could be a fun dysfunctional family movie in space, and also mm-hmm. they all sing. Yes. <laughs> Bringing it back to the singing. Yeah. Yeah. I would like them choosing but um yeah there's a lot of really great ideas happening here today yeah i think yeah <laughs> yeah yeah this is uh uh two one third podcast two thirds pitch meeting yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> all righty well um mia thank you for joining us to talk about the truth this was very fun yeah thanks for coming yes um, thank you so much for having me yeah and uh good night everyone 